The Gunning Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great for porn. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. (laughs) They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy, woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. I don't want to... Did that work? You know, there was only like the last five seconds of that that got caught in oh. the cord, right? Nice. Still worked. I don't want to drive the Batmobile. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to drive the Batmobile. I don't want to. I don't want to. For, for those tuning in, this is Naki singing about Ben Affleck driving the Batmobile, and that's how we're opening the show this week for episode 117 of All Things Good and Dirty. We're calling ATGN After Dark because... We can't record on Sunday because of schedule sucking. So we're recording on... This is Thursday, right? Yes. Thursday, yes. Oh, God. My, my days are so messed up right now, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared because it's Friday. Tomorrow will be the Friday. Yeah, the, I just checked the calendar. It is Thursday, July 24th, 2014. And welcome everyone who might be watching this live. I think it is just the draftsman at this point. He's the only one in the chat room. He's the only one in the Why chat room. Why doesn't anybody love us? It could be because we didn't tell them until today <laughs> we were doing the show on Thursday night. Well, when, did, when, did, when did we decide this? Yesterday? <laughs> I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. My days are all messed up this week, guys. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know when we actually decided which we day. We told them on Thursday, but they thought it was Loki Day, and it's all confusing. Thursday would technically be Wednesday, wouldn't it? Or is that just the All-Father? Thursday would be Girls' Day. Now we don't know what's going on. I'm so confused, guys. <laughs> I really am. Oh, Thursday is Thursday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Never well, mind. Then, brain, what, brain working. Which day is All Father Day? Isn't that Wednesday? I think Wednesday is, yeah. Suppose Maybe. it would be Odin's Day of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. Today yeah. is Kill All Monsters Day. That's what day it is. Ooh, I like that. I'm just wearing a plain old white t shirt. I'm wearing. Like a bum. I'm wearing a white tank top because I had to put on clothes. <laughs> yeah, we do encourage that sometimes just so we don't get ripped off the internet. That's yeah. mostly what it is. It's giant robot fighting giant monsters day, so I came home from work, watched Pacific Rim, and put on my Kill All Monsters t-shirt. I approve of this. I don't know why. I was just in the mood. I actually, after we sign off here, I might play some Battle Block Theater. Battle I'm Block really... Theater? If you haven't downloaded it for your Xbox 360, I don't know if it's free on uh, Xbox One as well, but it's free on Xbox 360 this week. So, highly free. This is breaking news for anyone who's watching this live, is that for the next two days, if you want to play Destiny, the beta is open to everyone on PS4 and Xbone. So, go check it out. It's Bungie's new game that's Halo mixed with MMO. I, I have a gripe about that. I have a PlayStation Network account because I have a PS3. And you know what, Sony? I don't need your goddamn beta invites to free games on the PS4. I don't know. Are they also doing it for PS3? I should have checked. I've gotten three invites to games that I can play beta that are only available on the PS4. Fuck you, Sony. (laughs) Well, now I'm trying to check and see if it's available for any of them. It's just mean. It's just mean, man. It's just mean. I got the money for a PS4. They're just teasing me. Well, this story just says if you have Xbox Live or PS Plus, it's free and open to everyone. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the games that they're sending out beta invites for are only PS4 games. That's because they want you to buy a PS4. Yeah. I don't want to. That's fine that they want me to buy it. Don't fucking send me to a beta invite to a system you know I don't own. Okay, because so... Because you know all the information on my account, Sony. So GameSpot has confirmed that they have dropped the code requirement for beta codes for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, and PS3. So you can play. Okay, so that one is for PS3 as well? All right. Yeah, that's what it says on GameSpot's website. 
I'll so write that one down. If they're wrong, you can blame GameStop. Uh, I know that, no, but there's been multiples. I've gotten three or four emails for beta invites in my Gmail account. I'm like, what the fuck? Because uh, everyone that I looked up was a PS4 game. So Destiny's available on PS3, huh? Right, I'll have to check that one out then. But for the rest of them, fuck you, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a dick move. They can see everything on my account. They know at one point I had a PSP. They know I now have a PS3. Dude, they got that, all that information. It's all because they want you to buy. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They're like, buy our shit, Anthony. Buy our shit. Buy yeah, this thing. I'm already not on a cell phone. I, I'm I'm losing digital links to the outside world, left and right, bitches. I might kill my cell phone. It's going to be down to just me and a webcam pretty soon, and that'll be it. I have nothing left. You got a tablet, don't you? Yeah, but I, I you know, I, I keep it away from Wi-Fi. Hmm. So, you know, how, so they can't globally position my ass. How do you read comics on it, then? I download them when I'm at home. But then you're on Wi-Fi. Yeah, at home I'm on oh, Wi-Fi. That's why I was confused. Home, like, you can't get Wi-Fi. How's it work? Well, no. no. It works on the Wi-Fi at home, but then I download my Comixology books, or I grab digital ones off my desktop and transfer them over on a hard file, and then, you know, I take it out and about, I just read whatever I have on it. I don't download new stuff when I'm out and about. So I set you up perfectly so I could roll into my news of the week by bringing up Comixology. Oh, I see how it is. There, it's almost like I'm professional. But uh, Comixology, of course, is at San Diego Comic-Con as we speak. And while at Comic-Con, the CEO, David Steinberger, came out and announced that they will allow users to download DRM-free backups of some of the comics they've purchased. You can download them as a high-def PDF or CBZ file, but any of these backups will not work with Comixology's guided view capabilities. Now, you might be thinking, this is great, I can download all my comics. Yeah, it's just certain yeah. publishers. Right now, you can say only which get, comics, yeah. Yeah, you can only get <laughs> DRM-free backups from Top Shelf, Image Comics, Dynamite, Monkey Brain, Xenoscope, and Thrillbent. So if you're a Marvel or DC buyer primarily, you have no way to get DRM-free backups at this point. I've got That's a ton a of Image. Start. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Image. That's a good start. And bear in mind, though, if you buy Dark Horse comics from Dark Horse directly via their app and things like that, those are DRM-free already. So really, it's the big two, Marvel and DC, that are still DRM-laden. But I think that's an awesome, awesome plan from Comixology to do something like that. And with the Amazon acquisition having taken place, I kind of didn't expect something like that to happen. So yeah, there were so many people that were scared, like the whole idea of, okay, I've spent $2,000 on digital comics... If one day Comixology says, yeah, you don't have those anymore, then you don't have those anymore. And there right. ain't a fucking thing you can do about it because it's a digital file that they give you access to. Right, and, my, and from the way it looks right now is basically you'll have to go on to Comixology's website and there will be a capability to download them as a uh, CBZ or PDF file from there. I don't have all that information nice. yet. I'm sure Comixology will be, doing, will be putting out more information about this sooner than later. It's probably up on their website now and I just missed it in all honesty. That is cool, though. I like it. Let's see. Yeah. There was one missed opportunity, however. Digital rights advocate Corey Doctorow said if we ever announced DRM Free, he would come out and dance in a cheerleader's outfit behind us. The marketing director from Comixology said, sadly, he's not at Comic-Con. So we almost uh -huh. got a cheerleader dance. <laughs> so I guess the question is here. Do you guys ever think Marvel and DC will jump on the DRM Free bandwagon? Well, being as that right now, roughly 90% of all the Marvel books I, I buy come with an actual digital free code, and DC hasn't even got on the ball with doing that. I'm going to say DC will never get around to doing it, because by the time DC's giving away free digital copies and then possibly making them DRM free, there won't even be digital comics anymore. They're that well, fucking far behind. DC drawing the line at 2.99, except for on 75% of our books. Except for on two months later when we launched New 52, and then we just reprice everything because fuck you, it's a new universe. Yeah, I mean at least Marvel doesn't make any bones about that. Yeah, our books are expensive. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean uh, with Marvel, once they started going digital, building up the 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 what is it, Marvel Unlimited, to where they have basically their entire back catalog of the entire Marvel universe scanned into where you can go on and read the archives. And then now with them doing, you know, digital codes in almost every book. And it was funny, too, because there was a couple of books I complained about. Because it's like, why is it that all my other Spider-Man titles, I get a digital code except Superior uh, Foes of Spider-Man. 
and now that one has a digital code in it. So from what I can see, Marvel's actually building up to add the codes into almost every book that's a continuing ongoing series, and a lot of the miniseries. So it's awesome, too, with, like, um, I like Nova, the new kid Nova, Sam Alexander, when they did one of the bigger anniversaries, it was, like, 15 or something. I can't remember which one it was. They threw in on the code, you got a bonus Nova book that was the first five issues of Sam's origin story. So that's if you were cool. just then oh, that's pretty a couple, cool. yeah, you got bonus issues along with the comic that you actually bought. And it wasn't even marked on it, if I remember correctly, so it didn't even say, like, hey, if you buy this, you'll also get this. They just fucking put it on there. So, I mean, the idea that Marvel will eventually let those copies become DRM backups or, you know, possibly do it on their side of the Marvel Comicsology link, I, I definitely see they could, they would probably be pushing towards something like that, you know, if they can figure out a way to make it, you know, to where it brings them more customers. Because it's not going to give them any money, but if it gets them more customers, I bet Marvel would fucking try putting a little toe in the water, see if it'll work. I would hope so. I mean, I've already bought the books, and if you maybe they could do like a time release thing on that, is make it X number of months later. Because say six months later, there's gonna be a lot less people that want to pirate a book that came out six months ago. Who knows? I mean, and here's the other simple fact of the matter: if people are gonna pirate, they're gonna pirate. So it is what it is. Yo ho, yo ho, <coughs> pirates life for me. I'm trying to remember, uh, somebody, uh, uh, I can't remember which book it is, but somebody from Action Lab uh, just saw a Russian pirated copy of one of their comics on a torrent site, and they're like, I've made it! I've been pirated! Yes! <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I mean, you, know, you want to see someone like your work, then you want to see your stuff in print, then you want to see it pirated, because if someone's willing to steal it, then you know you got something people want. <laughs> steal my shit. Exactly. It sucks when it happens, but, you know, it's a stepping stone. No, literally, steal my shit. I wish, I wish we got to a point where people pirated our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we already free? <laughs> yeah. This is for right. all of our special Elite Club members out there that get to watch live on a Thursday night for a one-time fee of sixty nine ninety nine. That's right. Steal yeah. our podcast. <laughs> make, that, make that check payable to All Things Good and Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That wouldn't be very nice. I'm sorry. Help Naki pay for college. <laughs> There's a place open for that, Naki. It's called a strip club. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you know how bad of a salesperson I am? Could you imagine me trying to sell myself? <laughs> I am the most awkward person you know, ever. This could lend itself to quite a hilarious podcast, though, the stories of you trying to do that. Let's be it honest could. Here. It really true. could. But, like, just think of how <laughs> awkward I am. And then think of me trying to sell myself, like, hey, big boy. Yeah. Look at me go. Wee! Like, like, literally spin around the pole screaming, wee! The whole time. Okay, now, you now I think we need to make, like, an just... animated movie. There you go. <laughs> so you might do a little better if you just quiet and just show them the cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might make you some money. Exactly. So before we move off of the, uh, <laughs> the digital comics conversation, in the chat room, the draftsman left, left us a comment. He goes, I frankly love the humble bundle digital books I bought. I honest, honestly think DC should do digital giveaways of their old books. They've already made their money on books from the 80s and the 70s. Yes and no, because some of that stuff they can resell forever and people will buy. Like they were doing the Batman 75 sale yesterday. And they were selling uh, Dark Knight Returns for 99 cents an issue. And if I didn't already own it, I'd have bought it. Nice. Well, that and, uh, was it. Because Marvel has Essentials, but what does DC call theirs? Oh, I can't even remember. Because they have their reprinted black and white but, trades. But I forgot, Marvel also has their Comics Unlimited or whatever, where you can pay yeah. a flat fee per month and read like almost all their back catalog online. So they're sort of doing that already. And there's yes, no, yeah. There's still DRM, of course, but... Yeah, but I, I don't know if DC has anything even started for that. Why do, Why isn't there a DC catalog online where you can pay a monthly fee and have access to every old comic book from DC Comics? Because I don't know how many they actually have digitally scanned in right now, to be honest. I mean, that that's a very time-consuming process to do the digital scans and all of those books and clean yep. them up and make them be ready. So that would be my only thought is that they're just not ready. See, and that's one of those things where I think Marvel had the step on them where I think the minute, like, basically digital scanners became a thing, I think they shoved an intern into the fucking Marvel vault and told him start and just had him start scanning and just kept upgrading the scanner as the as scanners got better. 
I think I, they've been doing that since the get go. Probably. Can I, can, can I um can I be that person to scan? <laughs> that would be an awesome. <laughs> I job. have to read them. I'd still get fired for reading them properly. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know it wouldn't last long because I'd be too busy reading while I'm scanning, but I would, I would like to be that person. <laughs> I think it would be a fun job just to have access to the vault. It would be worth it. Yeah, I think so. Badass. So, in case anybody from any of those places listen to this podcast, you know. Got three willing participants here. <laughs> First, steal our podcast. Second, give us a job. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Give us a job so we can continue doing our podcast for you because you love us. You know it. Everybody loves us. Who right. wouldn't love us? I say no. awkward things like, hey, big boy. Wee! I gotta remember Nazis to cut the audio out from the intro. I, Nazis. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> But since uh, Naki wants to tell us tales and stories, why don't we toss to her for her news? What do you got for us, Naki? <laughs> Batman looks so sad. <laughs> He's a sad Batman. Sad, a sad Batman. Batman. Batman's sad. <laughs> I'm a sad panda. I was going more for Ludo from Labyrinth, but I love Labyrinth. Ludo so much. Ludo sad. If if you guys didn't know this already, I have the worm from Labyrinth tattooed onto my ankle. Oh, so. nice! I'm actually I think I finally just nailed down what's going to be my very first superhero tattoo. So I'm kind of stoked to get down to Salt Lake City for SLCC. What nice. are you getting? I'm getting the red logo that's on Spider-Man's back, and I'm putting it on my left deltoid. Oh, nice. that's cool! So I have a big red spider on my left shoulder. Yeah. I have three Dark Tower tattoos, so that's all Stephen King stuff. But yeah, I don't actually have a comic book tattoo yet, so this will be the first. This will be my third con and my third tattoo at a con, so the streak continues, and I need to finish figuring out exactly what... The whole left arm is going to be a sleeve of mainly comic book stuff. That's bad. I have to figure out how to do it all in stages so that I can get part of it done every time I go to a convention. I also do not have a comic book tattoo yet. I have I a have Disney ta- I have a Disney tattoo, a Star Wars tattoo, a Labyrinth tattoo. I have a Magic the Gathering tattoo, but I don't have a comic book tattoo. <laughs> I have what three Dark Tower tattoos, three dragons, two just random pieces of art that I designed, and a pair of tribal wings that as I'd going across my back. I'm scared of needles. I don't really, like them either, really but needles. needles are a very different thing. I it's love not them. like a syringe. <laughs> that would be so painful to get a syringe tattoo. <laughs> Plus, unlike blood draws or a doctor sticking you, when you get done with the tattoo, you get an endorphin rush. It's fucking awesome. I okay. guess that's possible. Someone should get a tattoo of the Ben Affleck picture we were talking about, though. Yes, <laughs> that should be... Okay, See so, so, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, so Batman just looks depressed. Like... Um, well, I he know... has in the other picture they put out too. That's like seems to be the theme in Zack Snyder's Batman is, I'm sad. My parents are dead. Sadness. It, it's, yeah. it's heavy forehead Batman. That's what to, it is. To quote Op, he can never look beef, up. To quote Op and Beef from Legends podcast, my parents are dead. Sad. Sad. Look at how sad I am. I'm so sad. That being said, I'm I do so like the cow. Sad. It looks like Jim Lee design. I'm I'm totally yeah. using my pup dog voice, which I make him sound like an idiot because he is an idiot <laughs> to voice Batman right now. Nice. It's still weird to see the short ears. He looks like a cat. But I'm see, so not used to him, but I just I want to see him in motion. I do too, and I'm hoping we get a teaser at Comic Con. I'm not sure if we do, but the other thing that is going on, the DC booth does have. Batman's cape and cowl on display from the movie. Just the cape and cowl. If you've seen pictures of the bat suit, it is photoshopped. It is not real. That picture is floating around the internet, and everyone's trying to make, oh, this is real. It's awesome. DC has not shown the bat suit yet, so if you see that, it's fake. But as you can tell, the neck is sculpted, so I don't know if he can turn his neck again. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm really sad. I can't move. Guys. (laughs) Guys. Can't I can't, I can't back up to the, the left. I can't back up the Batmobile. I can't look over my shoulder. 
That's what backup cameras are for. I mean, it looks cool, but it's just a cape and cowl. Guys, yeah. I can't, what's happening to the left that. of me? Guys. <laughs> Guys. Guys. That, that's what's going to be in the teaser. He's going to turn his head now. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> it's just going to be him turning like 90 degrees to the right with his neck. And I'm like, holy shit, how did that happen? I don't know. Then, yeah, in that Forbes look, it mentions you. Know, I mean, just what they're showing, it could still be done in a really thin material, so he does have the ability to turn his head somewhat, so that hopefully we're not going back all the way to the Michael Keaton stiff shoulder Batman. So, yeah. hopefully it's not going back that far. I mean, I don't mind the fact that it doesn't look like the the kind of Nolan motorcycle helmet Batman. Yeah, I'm okay with, with the that. swivel pieces. Because, I mean, this, this looks more superhero-y. This looks more, you know, comic book Batman other than, let's bring Grim and Gritty to real life Nolan films, which worked in the Nolan verse. It made sense. It should everything that he had on him should be realistic. But I want to see, yeah, in in the in the world where you know Superman's flying around, let's try to get some some shit to look comic booky. It would be a good idea. Yeah, Maybe a little less Grim and Gritty, a little less emo. But he's sad. <laughs> yeah, but Batman's supposed to be sad. Yeah. When they did goddamn sad Superman, that pissed a lot of people off. That's because his parents are dead. <laughs> I'm looking in the chat room right now. I oh, see God, that Big Papa. <laughs> Big Papa's joined us in the chat room. One Mr. Steven John Drew from over at GunnaGeek.com. He goes, since it's after dark, I have no pants. I'm pretty sure none of us have pants on. What's pants? Exactly. It's a you pants-free no podcast, pants. and I'm not going to stand up and prove it. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Hand check. I, I don't have my, my camera. Yeah, Naki's having a little DJ time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Steven has brought up, since we were talking about tattoos, he says he has a Naki tattoo, and I'm afraid to ask him where. I, I want to know where. It's me. I like what Draftsman said after that. Okay, so, okay, <laughs> let's, let's just go, let's just scroll back. Um, first off... <laughs> My 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 name in the chat room right now is Naki After Dark, which Draftsman has pointed out is a stripper name. Well, he actually True. said my Twitter handle is a stripper name, which is one nerdy cupcake. Um, I don't really see how that could be a stripper name, but that's fine. Um, Anything can be a stripper name if you work on it. And then um, he uh, Draftsman has then pointed out, uh, honestly, I think sex work might not be Naki's strong suit. She could be a dominatrix and whip nerds who read bad comic books. That's There's what a lot Stephen of bad is. comics. That's true. Big Papa has then told, uh, informed the world that he has Naki tattoo at that point. And then Drassman has asked for, if Naki was in a vinyl or leather outfit whipping a Goyer fan, that would be an awesome poster. <laughs> that would be an awesome poster. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, if you guys want to kickstart that, I'll do it. Kickstart or Indiegogo. <laughs> Indiegogo, Kickstarter, I don't care. If you guys fund the money for me to make this costume and hire a photographer, I'll do it. You heard it here first, kids. All right, Big Papa, get on it. Okay, so according to Big Papa, <laughs> uh, his Naki tattoo is on his arms because his balls are already taken up by a Chris Farrell tattoo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I walked right into that one, didn't I? Walked right into it. Yeah, you did. You walked right into his balls. Good job, Chris. It's like a. It's. Have you guys played the South Park RPG on Xbox 360? All I can think is the scene where you get shrunk down and you have to have a fight with underpants gnomes while your parents are having sex, and like every 30 seconds, your dad's balls come swinging on the screen. You have to duck them, or they hit you in the face. It's and true. Nasty. And now that's all I'm imagining right now is that Steven's balls just came went. <laughs> if if it makes you feel any better, that your tit where your where the tattoo of you is, is also where his babies came from. <sighs> <laughs> well, this took a sad turn. I guess this is a bad time to tell you guys I'm quitting the show. <laughs> We'll hunt, <laughs> we'll hunt you down and kill you, Chris. You can't well, quit. Why did we have to start talking about Stephen's balls? <laughs> Big Papa balls. We were doing a good job of bringing you some classy news, and now yep. we're talking about balls hitting people in the you face. That line in the chat room. You didn't have to read it. 
I can't. I, I feel bad when I skip over stuff in the chat room. I try to, unless we're just too far ahead. So, You guys have learned the secret. Make me say absolutely terrible things, write them in the chat room, but I'm going to attribute them to you. Is that, is that, are you like Ron Burgundy, then? I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> yeah, someone, someone write me some telepro- teleprompter prompts, and I'll read them. How about that? Chris is the new Ron Burgundy. Oh, San Diego. Ah, <laughs> uh, San Diego. German for the whale's vagina. Did Wait, anybody what? see the second one? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Was I it? I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it, because I was like... They they okay. It took me a while to even like the first one, so I don't know how I feel about the and second one. And then they one. put out when you bought the Blu-ray, there was a whole second cut of the movie with all different jokes, which I haven't watched yet, which is raunchier supposedly. 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 <laughs> but let, I'm going to try and shift us away from teleprompter slash ball jokes. And I'm gonna <laughs> Wait, no, 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 yeah. no, because in the chat room. <laughs> Big Papa just put it. I love it when you call me Big Paul Balpa. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm I'm changing topics here. Anthony, what do you got for your news? <laughs> My news is probably the most important thing this week. So San Diego Comic Con has started. They've released photos of Ant Man. They've released you know new images of Batfleck. They've released you know news, all sorts of different stuff going on. The most important thing this week is that Weird Al Yankovic hit number one on Billboard. Yeah! For the first time in his career, which that's the sad part that really bugs me. But he finally did it. Uh, They were battling back and forth with Jason Moran's. And you want to hear some silly numbers. This is how bad it is. When they were both in between 70 and 80,000 album sales for the week, they were battling for the number one position on Billboard. That's how bad album sales are these days. When number one on Billboard used to mean that you sold a million, you went platinum your first week, now 100,000 will nail you the number one spot on Billboard. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's a very different world. So being able to show an actual, you know, 100,000 in album sales is not an easy thing to do anymore. But Weird Al did it. He took the number one spot from Jason Mraz, who I guess was the only other album out that week that was actually coming close to battling him. But yeah, he took it, and so his last album of his, what was it, 32-year, 14-album deal that actually finishes off his record contract. So Weird Al is done. He now doesn't have to work for anybody, which I was really stoked to read that because he talked about it in one of his interviews, I think that one on Fox, where he kind of made fun of the the interviewer, which go find it, it's a funny interview to watch. He said that, um, you know, so many of his songs are, uh, they're timely. They're, you know, a, a quick response to what's happening in the world, what's happening in the news, and it has to go you know, off, off of a new, you know, rel- or relatively new song. And so when he has that idea in his head, but he has to put 12 of them together to do an album, sometimes he felt that that was slowing him down. And so now, in the world of YouTube, the world of parody that basically is all birthed from Weird Al's mind, where everybody's just trying to do their best impersonation of him, we're now going to see a Weird Al who, not under contract, can make a song, get permission from the artist, turn around, you know, with two of his buddies, and bam, put a video up in a weekend. We sh- we might be seeing some crazy shit pretty soon, but yeah, just big congratulations to Weird Al Yankovic, number one spot on Billboard for the first time ever. I did buy his CD because it was on sale on Amazon for five ninety nine if you bought the MP3 copy. Yep. It was a good I'm deal. waiting to actually wait for payday. I'm going to go down to Hastings and buy a physical copy. Now, you did mention a couple other things leading into that. You had the Ant-Man trailer and the Avengers stuff that's coming out. There is a rumor. Well, Ant-Man poster, I yeah, said. poster. EW released the first image. Yeah, and I've got a copy of it here for anyone watching in the chat room live. Here's the picture I'm sharing in my screen share. Nah, it doesn't tell me much. It looks cool, I guess. <laughs> At first glance, like, not realizing what I was looking at, I thought I was looking at a new version of Star-Lord, and I was really confused. <laughs> I, I thought at first that Michael Douglas looked like Ian McDiarmid, a.k.a. Emperor Palpatine at first glance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like it, um, so, some of the people I follow on Facebook and Twitter, somebody, I can't remember if it was uh, Janet Wade or uh, her husband, Martheus, but one of them said that outfit looks really like a common writer, Super Sentai like it's it looks like a, it's got a real like anime influence to it by comparison to you know the old Hank Pym Avengers costumes. That's true. Yeah, I can see it. 
It does look badass, though. I mean, and making Ant-Man look badass, that's not an easy thing for any illustrator to it's do. Really so. not, <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of badass artwork, you guys might remember when Avengers first went to Comic-Con, what was it, like two years ago? They did these individual character art posters you could piece together to make one giant long poster. Well, it would appear Marvel's doing the same thing again this year, and the first four pictures are out. I'm sharing on the screen share right now. Those put together, you have uh, Black Widow... Um, Iron Man, Captain America, and the Scarlet Witch, which are all pieced together fighting Ultron bots. There are another four still out yet to come, which is, I believe, Hawkeye, Quicksilver, Hulk, and Thor, which haven't been revealed. But they will all piece together to make a giant poster. Nice. And it it kind of looks badass <laughs> seeing the Avengers just take on all of these Ultrons. It does look cool. The, my favorite thing that I've heard, though, was uh, I think it was a back and forth on a, maybe Twitter or Facebook. But uh, Paul Bettany said that he was kind of mad because apparently somebody figured out what he was doing, which was they would shoot an Iron Man film, yeah. and then he would get in his car, drive down to a studio, sit in a box for 45 minutes, and they would hand him a giant bag of money, yes. and he would go home. And now they're making him actually work. I think was, Robert Downey Jr. called him out on that. What was it? I think Robert Downey Jr. is the one that called him out on that. Yeah, because I know RDJ responded to it, I know for sure, but yeah, he's like, yeah, they, they figured you out, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was his response to having to play the Vision, was shit, I don't just get to go spend 45 minutes in the sound booth and take my millions home, I actually have to fucking work? Speaking of the Vision, we have no idea what he's going to look like in the movie. Part of me wonders if that might be what gets revealed at Comic-Con, is the look of the Vision. Could be. Ooh. That would be badass. Um, if you, if speaking of some badass artwork, um, Big Papa After Dark has made a a new Photoshop of uh, our one Chris Farrell Farrell. Oh no! Of uh, him in the in the new Batman cowl. It doesn't oh. really work though. The angle's wrong. <laughs> the angle's wrong, but we've got Happy Batman. Happy Batman. That's it's so more like Happy than Fat Man in that picture. Uh, that's so much better than what I thought you were going to say he photoshopped. Yeah, that would have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is ATGN After Dark. Yeah, the angle is a little off. After but Dark. It's funny. It, oh, wait, wow. isn't After USA Dark... That... Up all night just brought me back. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking um, the HBO After Dark, which is when they would show things like real sex and... Um... Porn. Porn. Uh, real sex, back when it was the only porn you could get on TV. Once upon a time. Mm-hmm. We grew up in a very different age, children. Very yeah. so, so this God was before the times of, of you porn, and where you actually had to buy your videos at a video store. Before, before internet, just period, before yeah. internet. Well, I had porn internet. Was much harder to come by. That's Even on true. dial-up porn was a pain in the ass to get. Well, I mean, there's there. I okay. So back in the MySpace days, um, <laughs> there was a site. If you call it, if you didn't finish typing MySpace, if you just typed in nysp.com, because you you know you thought you had the autofill on or whatever, um, yeah, that totally took you to a porn site, and that nice. is how I got away with looking at porn for a little while there. Yeah. So you know, I was at work and I was trying to go to cnn.com. And I fat fingered what I wrote in and put CNNC. That's evidently a porn site. I found out. Basically, the way I understand it is, if you fat finger anything, there's somebody out here there whose job it used to be to buy that URL and redirect it to a porn site. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was fun explaining to IT why I went to a porn site. I was like, I was trying to go to CNN. (laughs) Want to see the news? Look at the first three letters. Look at the first three letters, man. (laughs) Do you you think I'd be dumb enough to go to a porn site at work? Hey, you would be surprised. Yeah, that's true. No, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Looking well, in the chat room right now, Draftsman said he saw the first 17 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. He's psyched for the movie. I will tell you that a fellow Gonna Geek Network member, uh, one Steve Boyd over at WTWD Radio Free Woodbury, has seen the movie and said it was really good. He went to an IMAX 3D screening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's we that's my birthday. I'm excited for this one, guys, and I think one of the coolest things they're doing with this is everyone seeing the early screenings. All these early screenings have none of the post-credit scenes put into it, so it's not getting nice. spoiled. They're not putting those in until they actually come out. Nice. On April first, as it should be. 
Yeah, we were going to go to the 17-minute screening here, but it ended up being a night that just it was too freaking hot to go stand in line anywhere in Idaho. Oh, I know that feeling, man. And, yeah, it was IMAX 3D. I was like, man, for 17 minutes, am I going to put contacts in? Because I can't do the glasses over the glasses shit. That don't work. And, yeah, I just decided, yeah, it's not worth it. I'm going to go see it next Friday. I took the afternoon off from work so I can go out and see it early before there's any spoilers. I leave for work at 8 a.m., and I don't have Wi-Fi or not connected to the Internet. I don't have a cell phone. So from leaving to work at 8 a.m. until I get to hit the theater, I will have no way of being spoiled. So nothing can ruin it for me. I'm either going Friday night or Saturday morning, and I will tell you right now, my presence on both Twitter and Facebook and any social media will be very limited because I don't trust all those assholes on the Internet who get off on spoiling people. Yeah. It's my birthday weekend, fuckers. I'm not going to be around. (laughs) But I will be seeing (laughs) that movie. So so that being said, if you want to come join us next weekend, come on the show. Be part of the crowd. We're probably going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you've seen the movie... Come join us. I will guarantee we are talking Guardians of the Galaxy. I won't guarantee if we're spoiling shit or not, but I guarantee you we're talking about fucking raccoons and trees and shit. Yeah, I think we well, might want to try and do next week spoiler-free, and the week after that we can spoil <laughs> crap out of it. You're on a week. Yeah, like we did X-Men. Give it yeah. that one week. I'm fine with that, because then I'll be back and I can spoil the shit out of things. Yeah, yeah so if you, nice. if, you want, if you tune in next week, it will be a spoiler-free edition talking about Guardians. We'll only do it for probably about half to a quarter of the show because that's not all that will be going on because it will be Comic-Con wrap-up, and that's yeah. going to be insane. So yeah, between now and next episode, we're going to get all the rest of the news from Comic-Con, which, yeah, tonight's just you know basically preview night. I mean, it's the start of things. Yeah, but all they big some news nuggets. They did, but I mean, we all know all the big news is going to hit Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Nuggets. <laughs> Poop. Did, did you guys see, and Naki's not going to care because he's talking about Arrow, and it's a spoiler for Arrow, but tough, tough shit, that uh, they have released <laughs> a new screenshot of Roy Harper in full yeah. Arsenal gear. Colton Haynes. And it looks pretty badass. Yeah, he put up on his Twitter something along the lines of, I see... I don't look like a douchebag all the time. Like It was something like that. It was a funny tweet. Yeah, I like the costume. It is similar to Stephen Amell's, but it's different enough. You're not like, oh, he just stole his costume. I'm not sure about the corseting. Yeah, they're just trying to make it different. Yeah, which it looks weird, but yeah, the, the, like the leather hood, the mask is done well, the pants look fucking crazy. I like the he's, he's got, got like a the, regular bow. Well, I like that he's got the mini arrows in the leg, so you yep. know like he's got the compact cross... The cro- the compact hand-sized crossbow somewhere on him as well to pop up and shoot the little tiny arrows. Because they have said, and this isn't a spoiler, that Season 3 starts a few months after Season 2 ended, so there's a gap in between where yeah. things can happen. And I won't get in anymore because, Naki, how far are you in Arrow now? 11 episodes Nothing. in Arrow. Which means I have watched more so far, and I know that it's just because it's the first season and we could do the Buffy trajectory here, but so far, it's just rich kids being upset, and it's really kind of boring. So I'm just kind of like... Uh... <laughs> Big Pop was talking about the costume in the chat room, too. He said he loves how it screams Arrow, but it's totally different. You're missing the one major line that Big Papa has said, and you're not saying it, and I'm getting upset. <laughs> why, why don't you say it, Naki? Because you're the chat room reader. <laughs> I didn't used to be. That used to be your job. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so, Big Papa has stated sometimes he has to fat finger his Chris Farrell tattoo. Thanks, guys. Thunk, 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 thunk. Stephen John, who's up, up in Canada playing flick nuts with you, Chris. Oh. <laughs> what do you think him and his wife do when they don't have ATG and After Dark? This is like the second time there's been an ATG and After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they have two babies, so. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Bring on the creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said creamy, and that did not make it no, any better. creepy, creepy. That, oh, I hate you all so, so much right now. I can't even begin to explain the words that reveal my hate for you. 
big Tom thought out by saying that the end of season one is good, referring to Arrow, and I was super thrilled with the season finale, but nothing in season one compares to season two. Season two is way better. Because, yeah, it, it is a lot of rich kid complaining because the whole point of season one is basically getting you to the point of this is why he's a hero now. But, but like, yeah, like, like I just went through the Huntress episodes, and come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, that's the entire time that I am saying, that is, that is what I'm, shut up, you're <laughs> It's after dark. <laughs> but, like, no, that is, what I was saying throughout the entire time of watching the Huntress episodes, I'm like, seriously, this is happening. This is, really, 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 come on. Seriously? Yes, really. <laughs> like, so, that was me throughout every Huntress episode. Steven's adding it in here, and he's in a, he can officially talk about this because he's a frequent guest host over on uh, the Starling Tribune, over on Gunna Geek Network, GunnaGeekNetwork.com. He says, the end of Season 1 is good. I was super thrilled with the Season 1 finale, but nothing in Season 1 compares to Season 2. Season 2 is way better, and he's 100% right. Season 2, they like figured out, oh yeah, we can be a superhero show. Hey, hey, Naki, I got a question. Yeah. Was Chris asleep 120 seconds ago when I read those exact fucking lines out of the chat room? I don't know. Papa? Like, I'm, I was, I was just what? wondering that. I'm like, I just, I just, didn't Did I really? just hear this? I could have yes. just heard I was trying to find a new story I couldn't find, and I thought I was paying attention. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> I just fucking said that. He said that in the chat room, man. That's fantastic. Come on, man. Yeah, about that. <laughs> this is what happens when we go after dark. I get all see sleep. John Drew. You see what you're doing, John Drew? Yeah. So I'm yelling at the other screen because I'm looking at the chat room. It's all Big Papa's fault, guys. Because you do realize during the week I'm normally asleep by this time, right? Because <laughs> I have to wake up for work at 5 a.m. Minor. Oh man, sleeping you're dead. I say that, going on to sleep. and the less I sleep, the more likely I am to turn up dead. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Dead's not good. We need you running this shit. Because yeah, I, I need know, at least cause... a two-hour warning if i got to do the tech side. And I'd really my laptop do doesn't always want to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to take you guys to internet boot camp. Yeah, if you could just run this every week, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have any warning ahead of time that I was going to be doing so, it. I didn't know that my, my YouTube would need to be verified. I had my a really bad. good segue set up, and then we started talking about the Internet because we are talking about old and things like that, and I wanted to be like, hey, have you guys Balls? seen Mark Hamill lately? Aha! No, I haven't. Yeah, see, I got the segue back. He was at the Guardians of the Galaxy premiere in the UK, I believe it is, and you can see the full Skywalker beard in effect now. Oh, really? Dude is totally rocking the beard. It's the nice. beard! He, that means, and I'm going back to my conspiracy theory, that means he dies. Because everyone with a beard in Star Wars dies, it seems like. <laughs> the beard. No Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you know, a bunch of Jedi fucking masters in the prequels all had beards. Beard. Don't fuck with the Jedi master son. And yeah, they, they don't totally seem rock to it. not like the beard people. It is strange. Uh, here's how io9 puts it. They go, note, the beard is bigger, bushier, and well, Obi-Wanier than the facial hair he was sporting last month. And I like the idea, because it'll, it'll make him look like the badass old wizened Jedi. Because I oh, want to see him in, like, the fuck. dark robes. io9 just put something in there that might be a spoiler, and I read it, and now I'm pissed. Fucking Why spoiler tag spoilers? things. It's a plot That's rumor. True. I ah. hope it's wrong. Then Most of just them are wrong. Don't think about it. You'll forget about it tomorrow, and then even if it happens, you won't remember. Yeah, I I came and put up a big stink because there's a rumor of what's out there, and people have been tweeting the shit out of it. And I was like, hey, anyone who doesn't spoiler tag Star Wars spoilers, I'm unfollowing you. Yeah, there's lots of spoilers everywhere. It's just sadly, it's the world we live in now. Um, in the in the chat room, Draftsman is trying to assure me that Arrow is just is better than just pretty white people being upset. Which, so far, that's what it's felt like to me so far. Well, you got to remember, it's a CW show, so they have to have their quota of pretty white people being upset. Th that's also true. Yeah. Um, and he but continues on to so say pretty. that... They're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't have the same feelings that everybody else does. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's kind of—he's not bad looking. Like, he's got a bod, obviously. He's got the bod. But I just don't, I don't, I don't know. His face bothers me. I want to see the dude do my, American Ninja Warrior. My feelings are more for all the females on the show. So, yeah, you wouldn't have the same feelings as me. 
I fucking, <laughs> I fucking mega loathe Laurel Lance in that show. I would mega fuck her. That chick is hot. <laughs> mm. There's like I don't know like I I'm in if the world is not already aware of this I am bisexual technically I guess I would what? go bisexual but whatever no I'm joking what, whatever um <laughs> but there's there's like no one in that show that I'm like damn I want that naked in my bed right now there's no one in that show a lot of ladies like, like Slade Wilson when he comes into play has Manu Bennett showed up yet not yet no yeah a lot of ladies like him he's, he's got the whole dark brooding thing going too with the black yeah. hair and all that. And he's a total badass. Yeah, he's that that character is one of those things where it's weird because when you really look at the concept of, you know, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke the Terminator, the most you know like over alpha male name in DC villain history, like he should just come off as a fucking joke because yeah. he's just everything about Deathstroke is over the top, always has been. The character's insane. He tries to murder children of the Teen Titans, like. It's fucking just boom, giant fucking big yeah. craziness. Here you go, Naki. Like he shows up originally, and it's just you know dark clothes in the woods, killing bitches, and talking gruffly. Like yeah, no. He, he's such a badass. He did such a good job with that character. Like, like I'm looking at that picture, Chris, and nothing about that screams to me get naked. I, I don't know what screams sexy <laughs> ladies though. Let's be honest. I mean, fair enough, and you should. Yeah. I, I really right. have no idea. It's not me. I know that much. That's really all that matters. You have a girlfriend. <laughs> Any of the pictures of the female cast, and I'll be down. Oh, here you go. Here he is without his shirt on, Naki. Does that help you better? <laughs> no, it's his face. Let me post this for you. There you go. He's shirtless. That's just for you. Plus, he was in Spartacus, I think, too, because I think Manu Bennett was in Spartacus. Again, no. There's nothing. Like, I, I just, I, 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 I think I'm just missing something. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm all for, you know, being in shape, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, no, none of these guys are, are making me all wet in the panties or anything. What about, what about this guy who's on the show? That would be one Mr. John Barrowman. Well, I think John. Well, I I do find I John Barrowman. I found John Barrowman attractive, and he's a great guy to work with. He's fantastic. Like, um, he was one of my favorite people that I was ever a stage manager for. Um, but you know, I've never been like you know. I really want to bang that dude. I think he's just too gay, and I know it. Possible, I guess. I don't he know. is super gay. He's very gay. The cast members, he'd probably be the only one I would bang. If you ever get the chance, watch the Watch the footage from Phoenix Comic Con that he and Stephen Amell tell the same story about derailing Paul Blackthorne on set. It's hilarious because it involves John Barrowman doing a little happy dance slash skip. Nice. And they both recreate it in separate encounters on stage when they're not even together. And the guy splices the cuts together of them both doing the same move. It's hilarious. Speaking of Barrowman, he just made a, a big deal, something over in Europe. I can't remember what it was, but it was... Uh... The Commonwealth Games. Yeah, and he had a big man-on-man uh, -man kiss in the middle of it, which apparently was meant to kind of like tell some people to fuck off with their anti-homophobia shit. Yeah, I love it. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Like he, he don't give a fuck. That's one of the best things about that guy. I love that he just fucking puts it out there. He's fucking. He's Behrman's awesome. I don't disagree, sir. I don't disagree one bit. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, Kittens. I'm looking. I'm looking at female cast pictures from Arrow. Uh, um, he's I'm looking lost to us now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let me toss one thing out, and then we'll close out there, just because it was kind of a bummer. Stan Lee will not be at Comic Con, and before people start going, "Oh my God, Stan Lee's sick. He's gonna die." It is not that at all. Stan Lee's people have put out a press release saying he's perfectly fine health. He just has laryngitis. And if you think about it, if Stan Lee can't talk, why is he going to go to Comic-Con? And he is a talker. He's quite the talker. 92-year-old Stan Lee, he, he likes to talk. Also, you know, he's 92. Yeah, he is 92. He had a heart attack, what, two years ago? And they still had him out on strings doing the New York Comic-Con a week later. Honestly, I think that's just because he <laughs> likes to go out and do the Comic-Cons and stuff like I, that because he's the master of self-promotion. Yeah, I th well, I think those are the things that keep him alive. Yeah, like, I think so, too. The things he has to look forward to is beating fans, 
meeting people, you know, you can go to a con, sit down behind a table, and over the course of a day, meet 800 to 1,000 people that all basically come up and say, I owe you my childhood. I owe you this. I You made my fucking life better by all the stories and the characters you created. Having just days and days filled with just positive affirmation, I don't know why, you know, that, that shit might keep him alive for another 100 years. It's possible. <laughs> I would really not be surprised. I don't know if that guy will ever die, and I hope he doesn't, because he's a friggin' icon. Yeah. When he I, does, he's got to put his head in a jar and freeze it. Yeah, so just like a no, Futurama. Put it in a jar and he can keep talking to us. That, too. That works. Like, someone... I, I, too, I do the Tumblr thing every now and then. I'm not nearly as, as frequent as some people are. But someone on Tumblr put up... Um, one day we're going to be sitting watching a Marvel movie, and at the end it'll there will be no Stanley Kitt. Camrio, and at the end it'll say in mem- loving memory of Stanley, and somebody put down, calm down there, Satan. Like, seriously, I didn't want to think about that ever. <laughs> no, I didn't want him either. I don't think he's in Guardians, though. Yeah, I think Guardians is one of the few that he didn't, they couldn't get him, uh, like, lined up in time to get a cameo of him. And he but wasn't yeah, in Electro. He was in most of the Marvel films. Yeah, he's in the vast majority of them, yeah. but I don't he believe He didn't do any of the Punishers, them. which, in all fairness, they're the Punishers. Yeah. Everybody that's not the Punisher gets shot, so you really don't want Stanley in a Punisher film. <laughs> no, that'd be bad. So, looking at the time, it's almost time to wrap up. I'm going to drop this one out there real quick. Robert Downey Jr. has said he's not opposed to coming back to do Iron Man 4, he, but more or less what the quote is, is it comes down to the negotiations between him and Marvel. So, if Marvel wants to back up the money truck, he'll come to Iron Man 4 is how I read it. I was going to say, and, like, seriously, yeah. how would he say no? Because, come on now. Come on. <laughs> know, you know, he's got the the kids going through drug problems now, so he might have you know lawyers and shit to deal with. So a little extra money wouldn't hurt. Yeah. And Mar- Marvel can now back up the Disney money truck. Yeah. Which means here's, it's guaranteed they have enough money to get him to come back. Here's the thing, though. This is year two where he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood, so it's very expensive to get Robert Downey Jr. And I think they learned that in the Avengers when he took a share of box office and made over fifty million dollars. Yeah, but, I mean, but he's... then how much did they make? Yeah, that's true. Especially <laughs> for a studio that produced their own film. That's very true. So Marvel didn't pay anybody for that. They paid for advertising, they paid for the actors, and then they recouped a billion dollars. One yep. billion dollars. <laughs> billion. They can do it again. Man, they, they would, too. definitely do it again. They and, will, too. And by all they might want to give him a smaller percentage of back end. But he's still going to fight for the Jack Nicholson contract. He's going to get himself some back end if he's doing another Avengers. Let's be honest. Marvel can afford it because, by all accounts, Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to flop. It's getting such good reviews. People are going to go see it that weren't interested. Unless it was a risk movie. Yeah. They're going to be making bank. So, more power to them. I would love to see Robert Downey Jr. as more Tony Stark. But the other thing you have to consider is by the time Iron Man 4 comes around, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be pretty old. Uh, he's working he's on 50 up. right now. There's makeup. That's true. Just don't and go the CGI, CGI route. <laughs> that that <laughs> looks I'm creepy just, sometimes. It does, but I mean, think about it. Like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. He he literally is Tony Stark. So. <laughs> yeah, but God knows what they're gonna do to him in Superior Iron Man. But that's the rant for another time. <laughs> I'll save yeah, that I'm for later. The last movie that lost. Money from Marvel, and I believe it was Punisher Warzone. Because it was Mojo Punisher. It, well, it was <laughs> also it came out in February. Yeah, it cost them thirty-five million. It made eight. Yeah. Worldwide, it only made ten. But didn't How many okay. movies make one quarter of what they made worldwide that they made in the U.S.? That's bad percentages. Wasn't Warzone also a, like they changed the person who played Punisher? It wasn't Thomas Jane. Yeah, was it, it was uh, uh, was it Ray, Ray, Ray Stevenson? Ray Stevenson, yeah. Volstagg from the Thor movies. Yep, that's and right. He was amazing in it. He's and it's an amazing film, but it's a splatterfest. It's a, it's a very different film from any of the other Marvel films. You have to be going into it looking for ultra violence. Well, because it is Punisher. I mean, it, yeah. that's the thing though too is that Punisher is not a. It's it's hard to market him as a character because he's. It's not, like, their best character by any means. Like, I enjoy the Punisher stories, but I can't say he's a well-rounded, fantastic character to read. I mean, you basically read it knowing that you're going into a 
violence fest. Yeah. Punisher kills people too. Punisher suffers from the great heroes have great villains. Punisher yeah. doesn't have great villains because once you're a Punisher villain, you're you dead. die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have a Joker or uh, a Green Goblin. Like they've got Jigsaw, and I think they've brought him back a couple of times. But yeah, if you're a Punisher villain, eventually Frank's going to get your ass. That's the whole point of Frank. He's going to find you, he's going to kill you, and he's going to kill everybody around you, and he's going to blow up your business. <laughs> Honestly, I think Liam Neeson would be a great Punisher. <laughs> he could probably do it. For the accent. Yep. He has a very specific set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> Throat <laughs> punching. <laughs> Look at the time. We should start wrapping things up. We're at about the hour mark. We'll do it in our traditional fashion of telling folks what we're getting into. But before we do that, I guess I need to say this because Legends Podcast is blowing up Facebook with it. Happy birthday to Emily Bett Rickards, who is a Felicity Smoke on Arrow. Evidently, it's her birthday today. Nice. So if you're watching, happy birthday. What's, what's her name? Emily? Emily. I just think of Spoke or Felicity. I never. Uh, that's yeah. one actress I haven't got the the real name down yet. Happy birthday, Emily. She's hot too. Cuter nerd librarian hot. And then like it's funny because when they have her at like the the red carpet stuff, like she's always you know dressed to the nines, and she's such a beautiful actress that you see how much they really tone her down when she's on Arrow. It's almost a little sad because <laughs> they do a really good job of making her not like the hottest woman in the room. Right. When she could probably pull that off in most instances. It's a it's a gorgeous woman. <laughs> so what I'm going to go for, I'm going to wrap up with what I'm getting into. Evidently, I'm going to be playing the Destiny beta because that's free for everyone to try as long as they have a online service between for their uh, console. And I've been reading the Young Justice comics because they put a bunch, not Young Justice, Young Avengers comics because they put them on sale. So I've been reading the latest arc by Kieran Gillen. It's nice. interesting. I'm not sure I'm 100% on board yet, but I'm intrigued for what it counts. I haven't read the new one. Is it the same team from the original Young Avengers? No, um, it's a new team. Patriot and... Some of the same, but a half difference. You even got Kid Loki in it, which is really fun. Weird. Yeah. Is it Iron Lad? No, no Iron Lad. He dead, I think. I love the idea of Iron Lad, a young Kane the Conqueror who wanted to be a hero. Right. That's a great fucking character. What else have I been doing? I was watching my girlfriend play Tomb Raider on the Xbox. It actually looks like a good game, so I might try it out. And I'm playing Return to Castle Wolfenstein because I picked it up cheap, and it's surprisingly fun and brings back lots of nostalgia from when I played the original Wolfenstein on the PC. Nice. It's been fun times. But I'm going to toss to Naki next. What have you been getting into? What you getting into? Uh, uh, uh... uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um, I watched some of Arrow. Uh, I got up to episode 11. Uh, I started watching season two of Orange is the New Black because there's a rumor that there's That's what a I've been legal, watching. There's a legal fight apparently going down, and they might be taking down Orange is the New Black. No, it was disproven. It was. Was a, it disproven? It okay, was, thank God. It was from a website that is like the Onion for entertainment news, and then everyone took it and ran with it. And Netflix okay. had to come out and be like, this is 100% patently untrue. There are no plans to cancel Orange is the New Black. Thank you. Because I was, like, someone who said, I think it was even boyfriend, and I was like, I don't think that's true. And he's like, no, it's totally true. And I was like, well, I might as well start watching season two well, then. Don't worry, so, Naki. It's not the worst thing you've believed. Remember, you did believe Ryan Reynolds was Batman. For, for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I'll tell you, some of those websites need to do a better job of marketing their stuff as humor. Yeah, they really do. Big articles. Well, no, now, I can't think how many clicks they got. The and they just, yeah, but it's not that. It's it's the downfall of when you know you get backlash against your website. Well, they don't when care. They got the money from the clicks. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's all anybody cares about now is advertising. Exactly, um, man. That's the problem. Um, Draftsman has just brought up uh, the old Birds of Prey show on the CW, which I actually loved the Birds of Prey show, and now I'm sad forever, so uh, you can thank Draftsman for that, because I, I miss Birds of Prey. Um, and then, uh, there you go, Naki. Yay, Birds of Prey! <laughs> I never saw it. Um, Five bucks, Walmart, the entire series. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to go get that. Um, on Push top of that, Netflix. yeah, I know, right? That just makes everything easy. Um, so I started watching Orange is the New Black season two, which I I 
thoroughly enjoy. Well, I just thoroughly enjoy that show. Um, what else did I, what did I read this week? I read, I finally caught up on Saga. Um, uh, I have not gotten this week's, of course, but I, I've got every week up to that. And then, um, I have been coloring a lot, uh, my coloring books, so I, I'm coloring through a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book right now. Um, other than that, it's finals time. I have one week left of school, so I've just been doing a whole lot of school work. So that's what I got going. All right. So how about yourself, one Mr. Anthony Bachman? I finally had time to sit down and read Spider-Man 2099. Mickey was it back. It's awesome, and he's got oh, yes. Layla talking to him through his watch. He uses a little uh, time traveler trick, put a little uh, money in his pocket, buy a new apartment, New love interest, new villain, all new shit introduced in the first issue. It's fucking great. I, I'm so. I just want the next twenty issues now. Like, it's more Peter David. It's more Miguel O'Hara. The original non-Peter Parker Spider-Man. For all you people complaining about Miles Morales, there was originally an Irish Spanish Spider-Man named Miguel O'Hara, and back, and he's fucking kicking ass. And I hate to admit it but I now have two books from DC on my pull list again. <gasps> what? Grayson, number one. Surprisingly good book. Yeah, I got to read it past the little uh, intro piece, and honestly, I mean, I like Tim Seeley. I've read a lot of his work. I love Hack Slash. I didn't know whether or not he was going to be a Nightwing fan that would make for a great writer. And so the artwork's gorgeous. That's just a given. It's a beautiful book. But there's one line that Tim Seeley writes in here where you get a fight standoff between Dick Grayson and the Midnighter, who comes out of nowhere to attack Dick during this mission. And as they're fighting, Midnighter's, you know, of course, doing his million move thing in his head, seeing everything that Dick's going to do. And he's like, holy shit, trained well, but willing to improvise. Damn, kid, you fight like jazz. That <laughs> line, awesome. I'm yeah. buying the fucking book. Just for that line alone, Tim Seeley, he understands Nightwing. It's so damn well written. The whole like the whole setup of the super spy stuff, I'm still, eh, you know, but that's what they're running with. No big deal. But, yeah, it's, it's a great book. The artwork's amazing, great coloring. And then, yeah, Tim Seeley gets Nightwing. So if you are a Nightwing fan, I would highly recommend picking up Grayson. I thought it was a good book. What's the other one on your DC pull list? Batman. Okay, that makes sense. Which, honestly, after a year, I really thought the last issue was going to be the last issue of Zero Year, and it was the start of the two-issue finale, apparently. Yes. And it's, I mean, I defended the first six months of it, but goddammit, at this point, come on, wrap it up. Wrap it up, people. Fucking wrap it up. This is the arc that never yeah. ends. It could have been an amazing six-issue like miniseries. And now it's on, like, issue 14, and it just won't die. It's it's to the point where I just don't want to read the words anymore. I just want to look at Capullo's art. And honestly, if they, if they took Capullo off the book, I would fucking drop it right now in a heartbeat. Capullo's I'm fantastic on that getting book. it for Capullo. Capullo's Batman is insane. His uh, Gotham designs, his, you know, the new villain stuff he's doing, I love it. His, yeah, Capullo's Batman is worth getting the book just for the art. And all the action figures they've based off his artwork are badass also. His Joker. His Joker. Yeah. Oh my god, his Joker. His Riddler is really cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to see him do a storyline where uh, Scott Snyder just, you know, runs the whole rogues gallery through. Like, we just need an issue where Batman runs through Arkham just so that we can get Capullo to draw every motherfucker in a cell. (laughs) We sort of did a Death of the Family when he... Invaded uh, yeah. Arkham then. Yeah, I, I want to see horse. more. Yeah, I want to see more. That started that whole meme of Snyder hates horses and people wearing horse masks to go see him at Comic-Cons, <laughs> which was fantastic. Did people uh, start wearing them to see him at Comic-Cons? Yeah, uh, there's a couple yeah. different pictures he posted of him with people in horse masks holding up signs that says Snyder hates horses. That's awesome. <laughs> I just As soon as Zero Year is over, or Year Zero, whatever it's called... I might start picking up Batman again because I really like the Snyder Capullo team. I just fucking hate this arc. You so want me to be honest? <laughs> I haven't read a single book of Zero Year. I have them all stacked up, and I'm going to read through them now. They're... It's not no. like it's bad. It's just been going on for so yeah. long. I just don't care. 
Well, and the problem is also that it's not great. That's the yeah. real big problem is that Snyder set the bar so fucking high. Court of Owls oh, man, so good. might be my favorite Batman story. I'm not guaranteeing that yet, but then you just got to sit back there and marinate for a couple of years with some of the other ones. But it's fucking up there. Yeah. It was so well, arch- you know, the architecture he put in Gotham, the backstory, all the, you know, this crossing over that, all the interweaving plot devices, fucking amazing. And so then from that point, like, it just seems to me that Batman, like, it peaked really high right at the start of the Snyder Capullo, and it's just been slowly going down this whole time. And it's not that it's yeah. bad, it's just not great. Not as good. I don't know, I haven't yeah. read any of it yet, and that's part of my mission is to start going and reading those now. But looking at the time, we really do need to close things up. I did want to say one last cool thing I saw. Lucy Lawless joined the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That could be cool. Yeah. Zena! Yes, exactly. So, Zena, well, you're badass. Yeah, I wonder who she's going to be. I don't know. Hopefully she's, she's a badass as mad. I want her to be Agent Brand. Agent Ooh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. That'd be so cool. But I'm looking at the time... <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I'm super fucking sleepy because it's almost midnight. And I gotta, I'm and I gotta wake up start. at 5 a.m. <laughs> so, guys. That's when I start work tomorrow, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap us up for this week. This has been episode 116, I think. 117. 117. I want to give a big thanks to our uh, peanut gallery tonight, the Draftsman and Big Papa, who joined us last moment in the chat room to add in. We really love it when you guys come and join us. We normally broadcast every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. You can do the math from there over at live.atgnpodcast.com. We should be going next Sunday, so just keep an eye out on the Twitter and the Facebooks. So we'll let you guys know for sure. And we'll talk about Guardians. But I think that's going to wrap us up for now. Don't forget, you can hit us up on all the social medias. You guys know them. And if you're really intrigued and want to give us your opinion, feel free to call the hotline at 304-806-ATGN. And we'll include your comments on the show, even if you're just making fun of us. Because, hey, that's good podcasting. I don't have to talk then. Yay! No talking! Enjoy ATGN after dark. Yes, and from, from the casting crew, we hope you've enjoyed ATGN after dark. After dark. After dark. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.